This is Democracy on the Move. Democracy on the Move is a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. This episode is being released on Sunday, May 7, 2023. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. In today's short podcast, I'll talk about something called accelerationism. It's something that's been on my mind lately because it describes an existential threat to our democracy. But first, I'd like to talk about a special project called The Red Album, Pagan Voices for Reproductive Rights. The Red Album is a compilation music album to raise money to support abortion access and reproductive human rights organizations. Each artist associated with this album gifted an original piece for this multifaceted, strong, and poignant emotional call to action. The artists vary in their spiritual paths as well as styles of music. They've come together with expressions of sorrow, anguish, calls to action, as well as chants of affirmation to support human rights. The Red Album will be released on the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. Wade on June 24, 2023. All of the proceeds from the sale of the album will go to the National Abortion Federation and Elevated Access. The mission of the National Abortion Federation is to unite, represent, serve, and support abortion providers in delivering patient-centered, evidence-based care. Elevated Access, launched in April of 2022, is a volunteer pilot network that flies people and private aircraft at no cost to access abortion and gender-affirming care. You can find more information online at www.redalbum.org. Red Album is all one word. That's www.redalbum.org. As I mentioned previously, today I'm talking about something called the Accelerationist Movement. Now, plainly stated, the Accelerationist Movement is a force that seeks to push society to the brink in order to usher in a new world order. This movement is based on the concept of accelerationism. So, what is accelerationism? Well, accelerationism has several meanings that have changed over time, but in its modern-day sense, accelerationism refers to a belief or ideology that advocates for the hastening or the acceleration of the collapse of the current social, economic, or political order so that a new world order may be established. Now, the problem is that the current order, at least here in the United States, rests upon the Constitution and all the laws and statutes that are derived from it. So to advocate for accelerationism is, to a large degree, to advocate for the destruction of the Constitution. Now, anytime anyone talks about messing with the Constitution, I personally sit up and take notice. Accelerationism is one of those things. It is, I believe, an existential threat to this country And we must all understand what it is and take it as seriously as any threat that seeks to destroy our nation, and by extension, the entire world. Because the world order just doesn't consist of the United States, accelerationism is a global ambition. Well, how real is it, you might ask? Well, it's pretty real. A good example of the influence of accelerationism can be found in the writings of Senator Josh Hawley. Now, way back before he acted on his political ambitions, Hawley wrote an article entitled, quote, 
A Christian Vision for Kingdom Politics, Immunitizing the Eschaton. Okay, so let me pause here for a moment to explain what is meant by the phrase, Immunitize the Eschaton. It might sound like a complex phrase, so I'll just break it down quickly here. The word immunitize means to bring something into existence within the present or the immediate reality. In other words, to make it imminent. Derived from ancient Greek, the word eschaton refers to the end of history as we know it, the end of times. It's often stated in religious contexts. So, when someone talks about immunitizing the eschaton, He's essentially discussing the idea of trying to bring about the end of times or the final chapter of history in our current reality. In a religious context, this could mean working towards the fulfilling of prophecies or hastening of the arrival of an apocalyptic event. In a more secular sense, it could refer to actively promoting the collapse of society as we know it in order to create a new world order. So, Getting back to that article by Josh Hawley, he clearly advocated for immunitizing the eschaton, but in an Old Testament or Mosaic sense, Mosaic being of Moses. For example, he highlights key principles of what he calls a kingdom-inspired political agenda. He highlighted what that might prioritize. And these prioritizations include things such as ensuring the moral equality of citizens, guaranteeing equal access to courts of law, promoting the value of work and its connection to personal dignity, and protecting workers from exploitation. Additionally, a kingdom-focused agenda would emphasize the provision of support for the poor, the weak, and the marginalized. Okay, so I have to admit that it's a fairly pretty bow to wrap around this idealism, but at its root, it still advocates for a complete replacement of the current world order. In other words, wipe out the current world order, in order to establish a better order. I don't mean to sound trite, but wasn't that the objective of Nazism and its promise of a thousand-year Reich? Historically speaking, there have been a lot of attempts to establish an ideal society by force, and it has always ended badly. The problem is that one person's definition of an ideal society could be another person's definition of hell. The U.S. Constitution, for all its faults, did get something right. It was designed to allow people to define for themselves, collectively, what constitutes an ideal society. So, in that sense, we're already there. There's no need to tear up the Constitution and start over, is there? It's as if Josh Hawley expects that this idealistic society will spring forth from the chaotic and violent overthrow of the current world order. As we've seen on January 6th, which, by the way, received the infamous raised fist of support from the senator, the United States will not go quietly into the night. The events of January 6th were largely unstructured, extremely violent, and in the end, it put accelerationism on equal moral footing with terrorism. The central problem is that accelerationism is sold to the public as a religious ambition but as in all governments ostensibly based on the goodwill of religion, it really all just boils down to power and control. And this is where the ambitions of the MAGA Republicans shows its true ugliness. You only need to look toward the Taliban to get an idea of where accelerationism is heading. The thin veil of Islam wraps around the Taliban, but the nature of its Sharia law really reveals its true nature, which, by the way, has nothing to do with Islam. 
It's a system of government based on misogyny, anti-LGBTQ, and an overall sense of arbitrariness insofar as executing the law on the streets using roaming gangs of armed young men in the backs of Toyota pickup trucks. Are we drifting toward this Taliban-like form of government? I wonder. As in the opening lines to the old Superman TV series, we are a country that stands for truth, justice, and the American way. I know that sounds trite, but it reveals an idealism that was woven into our Constitution right from the very beginning. To be sure, our Constitution is not perfect. After all, slavery was written into the original version. But it does promise that the struggle for freedom is a journey that will, over time, bear fruit. And it seems like we were on this glorious track for a time, but not so much lately. Many have grappled with the changes in our political landscape, searching for a way to make sense of the era that we live in. They believed, as I do, that America was moving toward expanding civil rights for all, reducing the impact of racism, misogyny, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia. However, I, along with most people, failed to see that a backlash had been forming, with right-wing media building a base of support that ultimately found its champion in Donald Trump. As one of my friends so eloquently stated, quote, America was still far from perfect, but it was making progress and becoming a better, freer place for everyone. Accelerationism's pursuit of a religious apocalypse turns everything into an endgame. It seeks to uproot 250 years of progress and replace it with a Taliban-like existence. I believe its proponents suffer from a form of collective mental illness. They relish in the idea of getting rid of their perceived enemies so they can, once and for all, establish an ideal society. Their ambition of immunitizing the eschaton through accelerationism in reality presents a significant risk to the concept of freedom and self-governance. Indeed, the potential for chaos and the subsequent inescapable establishment of an autocratic or fascist regime must be taken seriously. Now, please recognize I'm not saying this to instill fear, but on the contrary, to inspire action. To preserve our democracy and maintain the progress we've made, we must take an active role in confronting the challenges that accelerationism presents. So how can we do this? Well, don't think big. That's the problem with accelerationism. People think that by destroying our overall society, they'll somehow fix it. So instead, start small. Engage in open dialogue with your fellow citizens. Talk about the issues and listen. I know it's old school thinking, but thousands of years of political progress has made it clear that our freedom to express ourselves and our ability to listen to others has yielded a pretty good nation to live in. The United States set an example in the 18th century. Despite ridicule by other nations at the time, it showed that a government run by the people can be successful and produce enormous progress. And since that time, other nations have followed our lead and themselves have established free societies that have prospered well beyond what could have been achieved under strict monarchies. It's up to each one of us to participate in the democratic process. Voting is one form of participation, but often by the time the candidates and the issues are printed on the ballot, it's too late to have much of a say in the course of things. So talk with your state representative, your school board members, your city council people, write letters to the editor. Call in on those radio talk shows and let them know how you feel about the issues. Show up for the protest marches. If your experience is anything like mine, 
You'll make friends along the way and actually have some fun together working toward preserving our historic democracy. Each and every one of us has a role to play in this struggle, and our collective efforts are what will determine the future of our society. Always keep in mind that freedom is not free, and the struggle for freedom is never complete. To quote my friend again, I remain hopeful, but I also know it's going to take a lot of work and patience to help our country move on from the divisive politics and repair the damage they've inflicted on our democracy, our society, our collective mental health, and our sense of reality. This sentiment is a powerful reminder that the road ahead will not be easy, but hey, it never is. Democracy is not a spectator sport. You gotta get on the field and kick the ball once in a while. The bottom line is that the accelerationist movement is a threat that we must face head on. Take action now, before the opportunity to do so passes by. As a nation, we've weathered many storms and emerged stronger for it. We have the power to overcome the challenges that accelerationism presents, but only if we stand together shoulder to shoulder, recognize the urgency of the situation, and take action to preserve our democratic values. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and whether or not you agree with my concerns, I hope I was able to make you think. I don't want agreement. I simply want to inspire your ability to think and then act upon your beliefs. You've been listening to Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its original promise of democracy. Please tune in each week where we will feature guests and topics that will help keep you in touch with our march toward a more perfect union. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you'd like to sponsor future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at info at democracyonthemove.org or contact us on our webpage at democracyonthemove.org slash contact. Democracy on the Move is all one word. Theme music, Murky Waters, performed by El Rey Music, used under license from Shutterstock. I'm Dan Schaefer, your host for today's podcast. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope you'll tune in again next week.